Hey everyone, this is Sam. Uh, this next episode has a little bit of audio issues, and I just wanted to forewarn you about that. Um, I apologize, but I tried my best and I couldn't get it to sync up. So, um, we're just going to call this episode, um, has a little audio texture. Well, audio character or something. Okay, thanks, bye. Welcome to the podcast where old friends get together to bare their souls. Laugh so hard they almost pee themselves. And talk about all the stuff that makes life worth living. And some things that don't. It's, it's let's, let's get, get a, a drink, drink sometime. sometime. Don't you guys do this all the time? Yes. Yeah, and it's always like this. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It's a little, a little like... like you yeah. know, we. <laughs> I'm clueless. I'm every time there's a, to me there's always an audio issue in the beginning. I have to wait for you to send the links multiple times. I have to, so that way at least one comes through. I have to wait for you to come on. There's always a lag in the beginning. Don't tell me it's not ever like this. It is like this. <laughs> I don't hear okay. any lags. Anyway. Anyway, Sam. Henry, Henry, Sam, you guys have interacted with each other. Um, we have. Were you on my birthday call, Henry? Uh, yes. I came late to that. I don't know. What? I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> Was this your last birthday, like last December? <laughs> I didn't have the 40th. a birthday party my last December. <laughs> My last December birthday was like the most depressing birthday of my life. It was horrible. But my 40th. My 40th. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was. I had like a COVID birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a call. I think you guys were both on it. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. Okay, so. um, So, what I. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I should start about how I know each of you um henry was my high school boyfriend and he's my best friend and i love him sam is my college friend and he's my best friend and i love him <laughs> which college shut up <laughs> you he i met him at the keno okay yeah 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 so he was the other token American at the pub. Yeah. Clearly, you've never listened to an episode of our Do Love It podcast. He doesn't really love us. <laughs> I, to be fair, I don't really plug it on our like on my personal because you know we have the numbers anyway, so I don't right. know, like I want to like bombard people. Um, do you guys do you guys ever listen to Smartless? No. Uh, yeah. What is that? It's a, a podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, oh. and, um, and this is the one that I, I forwarded. Yeah, to. I liked their socials too. I like how they arrange it. Yeah, um, what's his name? The guy from Will and Grace. Um, he's yeah. ne- he's never watched an episode of Arrested Development, so it's one of the like, <laughs> running jokes that he's on this podcast with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. Right, you know, and, like every fourth episode has like. Like Tony Hale was just on, who played Buster. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like always somebody from Arrested Development. It's so funny to me that they, they, they just always clown on him for not having seen an episode. I love it. Yeah, love so it. I have a friend that asked me today. She was like, "What? Well, you know, I'm inviting her for a future episode and on grief. But anyway, um, her and I have both lost our moms. And I was like, well, why don't you take a listen so you get the pace? And she's like, what episode do you want me to listen to? And I was like... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> All I of them. To myself. Right. <laughs> it just seems wrong. I don't know. I try. Okay, so this is sort of one of those roundabout full circle scenarios. Because of that situation, I went and listened to. I tried to listen to a couple episodes, and I just started a few. And oh, one gosh. of them, you were telling, you were about to tell about, you know, your beer, Sam. And uh-huh. I totally cut you off, and we never circled back to it because I'm a, I'm, I'm a bitch. I don't know, <laughs> like I'm absent-minded or something. So, <laughs> so the best thing I could do was give you as a, as a gift someone that knows a lot about beer, so you guys could talk about oh, beer in this episode. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's this, my gift of love this, to you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was brought on. So I get a text from Angela today, and she's like, "When are we gonna go again?" I was like, "I don't know tonight." She's like, "Cool." And what did you? What did you? Um, I don't know what you were gonna bring to the table. Oh, I didn't um, have anything at the time. Yeah, she and literally I, I texted me back. like an hour ago. It was like, <laughs> no, it was like six o'clock. <laughs> but how did I? How did I end it with you, Henry? Around like. Six or seven o'clock, I said to you, I said to you, don't fail me. Well, and you asked me, I wow. want to be on a podcast, and I said, tonight, question mark, and I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thanks then, for listening, everyone. That's the end of the show. <laughs> but then, but then you thought about it a sec, and then you said to me, well, what is it, what should we do? And I was like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And then we kind of came to beer, and you were like, I can talk about that. <laughs> That's true. I can't. Okay. <laughs> so yes. here we are. This is one of these scenarios where I feel like I will just help you continue the conversation. And I don't have to do a lot of work here because I don't know what the hell you guys are about to talk about. But I know you guys are both educated in various and equal ways on the subject matter. I'll just be here with my glass of wine and I may not be nearly sober by the end of it. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll start like we do every week. Yes. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Sam. I'm Angela. And tonight we have a special guest. Would you Henry. like Henry? To- I'm Henry. And what do you do, Henry? I work for Three Floyds Brewing Company. Oh, wow. I do sales for them in uh, Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. I'm Googling. I don't know if I've ever had fle- Three Floyds. Where are you based out of, Sam? I'm in Georgia. Where in? Uh, right outside of Athens. Okay. My mom's uh, from uh, Rome. Oh, okay. That's uh, yeah. M- MTG con- country. Other. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it sure is, isn't it? <laughs> um. Yeah, I've never seen Three Floyds. I'm going to ask about this though. Yeah. So we're um, it's a it's a company uh, that started brewing in 1996, 
Okay. Uh, based out of Munster, Indiana, which is about 45 minutes outside of Chicago, just across the state line. Um, we are called Three Floyds because it was two brothers and or a father and his two sons that that started the mm. company. Uh, obviously, with the last name Floyd. Um, sure. And uh, the you know the the story goes that Nick Floyd, who's basically the sole owner at this point. I mean, I'm sure the dad and other brother are still involved to some extent, but um, he's the the mind behind it. He um, he wanted to have a party before he was 21 at his parents' house, and his and he asked his dad to buy beer for the party, and his dad said, "Learn how to make it." <laughs> so he did and he did That's a pretty awesome. good job doing it so the first beer um, we really were known for was called Alpha King um, I'm literally like, looking at that one right now yeah um, so he, wow he also, APV of 6.66 with a very devilish label on it yeah yeah so uh, we are very heavy metal influenced which I was gonna ask <laughs> yeah yeah uh, every year we have a um, uh, a festival. We obviously in COVID years we haven't done it, but um, every year we're really we're known for a festival we do every year called Dark Lord Day, um, and they get heavy metal bands from all over the country to come and perform. And uh, you know it's a fifteen. We release this stout that's a fifteen and a half percent barrel aged stout. Um, so a- everything we do has some. Um, heavy metal influence in it. Uh, the beer we're most well-known for now is Zombie Dust. Um, zombie Dust. Yeah, which is... I've uh, seen that one around. I am going through the website. So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an... Uh, I'm, I'm a connoisseur of shopping by beer labels. Yeah. As, you know, everyone does. Yep. Um, there are plenty here that I would love to taste. Yeah, yeah. And then when I get down into like what they are, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not just the label. Yeah, the plus is we, we have a great marketing team, and and that's very helpful. But also the liquid's really good. Right. Um, I spent seven years working for Great Lakes Brewing Company. Okay. Um, so I've been with Three Floyds now for a year and some change, and um, both make really good beers, but. Three Floyds really kind of focuses on um, hoppier beers, which tend to sell. Mm-hmm. Whereas Great Lakes was, we did a lot of really good lagers, which I love, but um, a little tougher to sell um, in the current yeah. market. Not as trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Explain this to me. Explain this to me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can break beer down into two categories lagers and ales. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I used to drink when I was a beer drinker, guys? Well, if you drank oh, like Miller shit, Lite or Bud Light. I did not drink Miller Lite. Don't, no, no, no. I didn't do that. <laughs> but you weren't like a huge IPA person either. No. I drank the white one, the Vice. So, Hefeweizen? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's an ale technically. but um, Yeah. So a lager is a beer that is fermented with a different yeast strain, a lager yeast strain, normally at a colder temperature. Uh, It takes longer to ferment and spends a little bit more time um, 
clearing out basically, whereas an ale can brew at a higher temperature or at a higher temperature. Um, the yeast uh, can impart a little bit more flavor, um, although that's not always the point. Um, and uh, you know, that's pretty much. The, the difference that that doesn't sound like a huge difference, but, uh, <laughs> okay, but so it is. I have it a is question. Though. Yeah, I, I do have a question. Um, uh, before I ask this said question, are are we drinking things? Do we want to talk about what we're all right. drinking? We we have. You, I, no, I did not prepare him. Yeah, no. you don't prepare any anybody you bring on. Do you so have we, a drink that you can go grab from your fridge? Do you want to drink on this episode? Because normally we have a drink. And it doesn't. You can drink water. You, don't you can drink to. water. I Me? drink water all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking a beer, of course, right now. Okay. What, what are you? What are you drinking? I'm, I'm single parenting tonight, and uh, I just <laughs> oh, got my kids. You gonna beer. make it? You gonna make it? <laughs> of course, I'm. I am drinking a zombie dust. Okay. Yep. So zombie dust. I tried to find it on the website. What is that exactly? It is a all citra hopped uh, West Coast mm. IPA. Okay. Six and a half percent. Um, this is the beer that we're most well known for. Um, when I first got into craft beer, I was doing the buying at a at a bar in McLean, actually really close to where uh, Angela grew up. And um, wait, I, where? What place? The Lost Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Lost Dog. So um, this was a beer that we used to try to get people. Like I had a, I had two regulars that were pilots actually, and they used to fly to different parts of the country to pick up um, beers because they were also interested in homebrewing. So they used to, like, mule this stuff back to me. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought it was so cool. You know, I'd get a case of this from them. Um, and it was just one of those beers that, like, on Beer Advocate, it was 100. And if you ever talk to anybody in the beer community, like, oh, their zombie dust is so good. And then, um, you know, I started with Great Lakes and I was with them for a while. And then... Uh, a buddy I worked with at Great Lakes left for Three Floyds, and he worked in Chicago. Uh, and I, uh, back in March 2021, no, 2020, uh, I heard they were getting ready to launch in D.C., uh, Nova, and uh, Maryland. And uh, Nova meaning Northern Virginia, just yeah, so we're clear. Yeah. So I, I hit him up and I was like, hey, let me know if you guys are hiring. Um, because I knew what a, a great beer this was. I mean, it kind of has that, like, I, I assume you know what Too Hard it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of had that draw to it. Okay. Um, maybe not as big, but it's it's had that kind of recognition in the beer community. So, um, so it just kind of happened that I, uh, uh, once they did actually launch, um, or start looking for somebody in this area, I applied and so, but okay. it, yeah, it, it, to, it, so it's called Zombie Dust. It's a uh, also trapped IPA. It is named Zombie Dust because um, there is a book. It's a biography about um, uh, Motley Crue, um, and uh, in it they talk about uh, you know Tommy Lee was the drummer for Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. uh, him and Nikki Six used to do a concoction of drugs in the morning when they were really hungover, and they <laughs> called it zombie dust. <laughs> so, Nikki nice. Nikki Six, who was like seventy back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. 
So our head brewer was reading that that book when he brewed this beer, and he was like, "That's a great name for a beer." That is. It is. I think his his most prideful day was the day he googled zombie dust, and and instead of like, oh, <laughs> Nikki, the the like drug concoction popping up, it was our beer that popped up. I think he was very excited. Oh, that's that's awesome. How many people are in the company? That was not my question. Um, anyway. How many people work for us? So I think the sales team is about um, 40 people. Okay. Uh, Holy balls. At the brewery, I mean, I don't know. Cause the, so we have two breweries now. They're right next to each other. So basically, we were really small for, for a long time, and they on, really only brewed beer for Illinois and Indiana. And then in 2018, 2019, they bought a Whole Foods distribution plant that was right down the street. Um, which was a great purchase because, you know, Whole Foods, that kind of thing is set up for cold storage, right? So the whole place was refrigerated. Um, and they put in a 60-barrel um, system and bought a giant canning line, top-of-the-line top canning line. Um, so that's really what drove distribution out to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So at the time, in 2018, we were probably only distributing in, like, I think Illinois, Indiana, maybe some in Ohio. But now we're in 19 states, including most of the East Coast from um, Connecticut down to, actually, even north. I think Massachusetts down to Virginia. So not not in Georgia yet? Not in Georgia yet. I'm I'm waiting. Like, are the plans were in 2023 to to push the Carolinas, and I think that's craft beer's kind of taken a. uh, Um, it's been a a struggle this year, so I I think we're probably a year away from the Carolinas, a year more than I I was hoping. But um, is is there any way to get like a? uh... A 12-pack of beers sent for sponsorship of the podcast. <laughs> I'll work it out. We can I'll find work it out. out. Yeah, we'll we figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> oh, that's we, awesome. So before we keep going down the thing, um, Deeds, what are, you, what are you drinking? Yeah, so I feel like I, I did not, she did not tell me anything about tonight's episode. It was a surprise. It's my gift It was. To you. I realized that. But like, <laughs> I feel like such a dick because I am not drinking beer like I am norm- normally am. He's normally always drinking yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still going through my Tito's. Nice from Your from Tito's. last week. Yeah. yeah, drinking it like whiskey, just a couple ice cubes, two fingers. Yeah. Uh, but now that I I I now that I know who our guest is, I feel ashamed. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I do not need to. I- Ten years, almost ten years in the beer industry, and I'm I'm pretty burnt out on it too. I, like, <laughs> That's really weird for me to hear you say that. Why? Because because I I was a high schooler with you. I was a college person with you. Like yeah. you you're like a big beer drinker. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not drinking beer, that- but that's not a surprise to anyone. I am having some leftover wine from a meal that was cooked for me by my partner this is a rodney strong cab sauv 2018 nice we're from yeah sonoma nice Sonoma. i'm gonna read okay it says in the spirit of our pioneering founder rod strong 
We are united by our passion for wine, sustainability, and Sonoma County. I want to know what that means. Uh, sustainable. I want to understand. We believe that nothing brings our community and family together better than sharing a great bottle of Bobby Strong. So this was a pairing because I had, what was the dinner that he made? It was a steak. Nice. Okay. Um, and it went really well with the steak and you know, it, you know, to, to most it would be quite stale. It's not that old, but you know, it's more than three days. So, but I'm happy. It's simple. I, mean, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not a wine snob by any means. So. I I'm, like. Uh, you know, I like a blend. I, yeah. I don't care. But I was gonna say, my question is, you know, to the cheap wine drinker that I am, and proud of it. Um, you know, if there's a cab or a blend or a any kind of red wine or any kind of white wine, I can't decipher like, oh. That's a Sauvignon, or that's a Zinfandel, or uh, I can't that's either. a Merlot. Do you feel like with lagers and oh yeah, one, 100%. you can tell the difference? Yeah, because yes. the 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 taste prof. I mean, like if you were if you were to have a, a Pilsner in front of you and an IPA, like there's clearly a huge difference. Right. Yeah. So um, now, if you were to I think to, what you're getting at is <clears throat> if you had five IPAs in front of you and someone, like, they were all cans or bottles or something, and you had to decipher these five IPAs between these five bottles that they came in, mm -hmm. that could be... Because unless you have something like a... <coughs> I don't know. Like, there's certain ones that have, like, uh, there's one down here called Tropicalia, which is a very kind of fruity one. Um, but then you have, like, Hopsecutioner, which is just, like, straight up. Like, it'd be hard to discern, for me at least. Uh, yeah, I don't and, have that kind of palette where I'm like, oh, there's yeah. a hint of, of berry or, or whatever. It, it would have to be something I drank a lot, and it would have to be something that had a very distinguishing flavor profile, I guess. Like something in the wine will say it has coffee hints or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't that no idea. Do you feel like you can tell, Henry? Um. Yeah, I mean, so if you put 10 amber lagers in front of me and one of them was Elliot Ness from Great Lakes, I guarantee you I'd pick it out. But okay. I drank it, you know, one a day for seven years. Right. Um, right. If you put a bunch of IPAs and one of them was zombie dust. Maybe not quite as as quick as I could pick out Elliot Ness, but I think I could pick it out. Can I pick out flavors? Yeah, I mean, I you know I did I did a bunch of training uh, for Cicerone where um, so Cicerone is like sommelier for wine, right? Mm -hmm. But but mm. for beer, um, and but a lot of the training for Cicerone has more to do with off flavors, like, hey, why does this beer not taste right? Oh, right, yeah. <clears throat> so I can pick out those off flavors real easy. Like, one of them's diastole, which <clears throat> is a uh, um, one of the more important ones because it, it happens when somebody's pouring beer out of a dirty line, a dirty draft mm. line. So if you go to a bar or something. This is insane. <laughs> It, I know. Well, you know, in in like in Virginia, um, cleaning draft lines isn't like a state requirement. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of dirty draft lines. You go to like in Ohio, 
it's technically legal, illegal not to have them clean twice a, every other week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you get a lot of dirty draft lines, and when you do that, there's some bacteria that can build up that, that put off a flavor that's very, it tastes like butter. Um, and I can pick that out quick. Um, this is so interesting to me. Yeah. At, um, acetaldehyde's the other one. that It, it has a gr- very green apple taste. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I'm not a Cicerone. I did take the Cicerone test, and I actually failed. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I should have gone back and taken it, because I really just barely failed, and I failed because... Uh, uh, one it was it was on the tasting part and I just I wish I had thought about it a little bit more but there was one beer that I thought tasted very oxidized um, which oxidized beer tastes kind of cardboardy um, and so anyway I feel I, like I, I've had that a lot yeah but I also think a lot of beer <laughs> is cardboardy <laughs> anything light struck tastes like that too so if you get like a, a Corona or anything in a in a non brown bottle that's been mm. sitting. In, yeah. in you know in a in a cooler it's been hit with a lot of light so those beers start if they've been sitting there for a long time they'll start tasting kind of like that like Heineken I think always tastes like it Heineken's disgusting yeah I mean it tastes skunky I remember already, and then it also if it sits for a while it tastes really bad I just want to just say this just so like the viewers understand I'm not a, like I'm not a snob or a beer snob I'm cheap with my alcohol I'm just gluten free there's a very. <laughs> I, I would absolutely drink beer if it didn't kill me. So let's just. I just want to say that. Well, you know, so, you, you know what really got me into beer, right? What? I mean, I you know I was always into <laughs> it, but um, living with Cam, I had, a, I had a buddy who lived with me for a while, and he did the. He I actually remember did, that guy. Cam. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard of him in a long time. And he did the wine buying at a Whole Foods, and so he used to come home with. Just yeah these insane wines you know and then he eventually worked for a, a wine distributor that that focused all on burgundy wines from burgundy hmm. so we used to drink these huge reds i mean the big grape in in burgundy is um uh pinot noir i love uh, pinot noir which is very, i think i think i do yeah, I mean it's a lighter red, <laughs> but it's it's. Is a, it in a blend? <laughs> in a, it is in a lot of blends too. Um, but um, you know, we would sit at home and drink these crazy wines and watch The Wire, or um, <laughs> oh, we did Lost together. This so like, sophisticated. <laughs> but he would also bring home a lot of really good beer, so that's really what like. Got me into At that point, Henry was living off of his gas card with chips. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know what got me into beer and working at a golf store during the day. (laughs) I got I got into beer because I I was like a uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Coors Light sort of a dude, and then everyone started talking. This was obviously years (laughs) ago. How did you get anywhere with Coors Light? You were a very (laughs) tall human being. You had to have 24 like can I, I can't even imagine that amount of like a liquid in your body <laughs> you must have been like rolling yourself I was down just, the stairs i was just peeing it all everywhere all the time because <laughs> um, sam's really tall how tall are you i'm six six yeah you're really tall you got it i remember when the last time i saw you 
fucking decade ago. You were talking about how many beers you have to take to get somewhere with it. I can't yeah. even imagine how many quartz lights you need <laughs> to get, like, at all a buzz. Uh, it's a lot. Well, This is I mean... why you're drinking Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so I had my normal, my normal thing, and um, everyone was... This was, like, right right at the start of the IPA phase and um, everyone's like oh these IPAs it's IPAs they're the next big thing and I tried one and I was like oh my god this is disgusting and but I knew I knew enough people that I believed in their opinions and I was like okay and I literally it took me about a year but I literally took a year and would buy an IPA like once a week or something like that or go out to a you know, restaurant, get an IPA. And I trained myself. <clears throat> it's the only time I've ever done this. Trained myself to appreciate IPAs. And now they're like almost exclusively what I drink. Yeah. Um, and then like once you, once you develop that, that palette for IPAs for, well, once I developed a palette, I don't know how other people work, but then like everything else kind of, while I was doing that, um, I found a milk stout that I really liked. And, like, you just start to explore and explore and explore. And at this point, like, I don't care. You could you could put a beer, any beer, like, I'll at least taste it. Yeah. Um, I'm not big on, do you, do you like sour beers? Uh, <clears throat> it depends. Um, we do a bunch of sour beers, but they're all really, um, they're all food or fermented, which, and they're wild ales. So, you know, they're, okay. they're very tart a lot of the right. times. Uh, and also very big, like they tend to be seven to ten percent alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, they're delicious, but like half of one gives me heartburn. So. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> oh, to yeah. age. So uh, yeah. My wife Sours... loves them, so she'll drink them more. Than I always, I, I always tell people like, because I started off the first sour I had um, was La Folle by New Belgium. Yeah. And that's apparently a bad one to start out on, but um, oh, it's so good though. That's see, a great one. my my thing with sours is I tell people I was like I, I tell them look, you know, it, it's sort of like a life experience type of a thing. Like you're you have to try it at least once. If you like it, great. More than likely, you're gonna hate it, but you did it, and that's the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, that's that's where it is. There was, I can't you do can sours. Do it with beer, you can do it with traveling. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't do sour beers. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you. I think they are really, like, they're in demand in a lot of weird places, though. Like, my mom lives in Southern Maryland, mm -hmm. in this podunk town, and everybody down there wants sours, and I'm like, why? Weird. Like what? Yeah, it's it's like people down there drink Miller Light or a sour, and I'm like, that's the <laughs> combination I've ever seen in my life. That's very What's odd. Going on? Have you um, I'm 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 I want to I want to do a beer exchange with you. Have you heard of Creature Comforts? Mm-hmm. Really? They distribute up here, yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I guess my beer exchange won't be very good then. Um, they're one of my favorite breweries down here. Um, I've been drinking them. I, I, I went to, they opened up in Athens, downtown Athens, like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, something like that. Um, they're pretty young 
and I was there for their second anniversary, and I've been drinking it ever since. Nice. Um, they have they actually have their um, Athena Berliner Weiss. Um, as far as I know, at least in the state of Georgia, it's the only sour that is made like year round in Georgia. Yeah. Um, which was interesting, and they have super high standards. Um, I once went to, without going into like super big details, basically think like a TED talk, but on a really small scale. Yeah. Um, with the the CEO, and they had, they they had planned for five beers when they opened up. They're five flagship beers. And one of them did not taste the way they wanted to. And so they dumped it like a whole, I don't even, I don't even know how big those barrels are. The, the, not, not even barrels, the, the tanks, the big, like, what is it? 20 barrels or something? The big tankards. Uh, it, you can get them at a lot of different sizes. Yeah. Um, these were probably 15 feet tall. So yeah. So that's probably like. 30 barrels or something like okay. that, which is, you know, um, a barrel is, uh, uh, 31 gallons. Okay. So they dumped a whole tankard of this because it wasn't up to their standards. And to me, that just says a lot about the company as, as a whole. Yeah. Um, but just, I don't know. It's good. It's good stuff. I got a buddy who works there and, um, Every now and then, when we have parties, he'll bring over free stuff. Nice. Um, but I, so I, I got to figure out something else to uh, to uh, um, trade with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What, like Athens, I mean, obviously Terrapin. Right. Um, you know, my old uh, when I was at Great Lakes, we had just right before I left, we had hired somebody from Skafla. Mm. Uh, that's Atlanta, I think. Right. Yeah, Atlanta's big. Um, Scufflaws, where are they from? I think they're, um... Pretty sure they're Atlanta. And then Sweetwater. Yeah, Yeah, Sweetwater. Yeah, oh, okay, Scufflaw is in in Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta's so big, there's always, like, a lot of times, like, oh, Decatur, like... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's Atlanta, but not really... But yeah, Scott falls in Atlanta. They, okay. I'm still here, just so everyone knows. I'm just want to let everyone know. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like the, I'm still here. I just want to let everyone know. <laughs> Scafaw is interesting because they got in a lot of trouble because they were doing, um, uh, they were doing some promotions with Brewdog, which is a brewery out of Ireland, Ireland or Scotland. Um, but they, they like. They got they did this whole thing with them and they came over to the UK and uh, without uh, Brewdog knowing they started doing all this Trump promotion right before the 2016 election. Oh gosh. God. Um, and so like, you know, that doesn't sit well with the craft beer community. Uh, no way. Like do they get their target wrong? <laughs> yeah, it it didn't go over well. And actually that's when the guy that later became my boss he left um but like they they were just always they, they had so many bad takes that that they I, did <laughs> uh, which... i did i didn't want to say anything so i i tried scofflaw a couple times um when they first kind of started becoming big and their distribution network was was open 
and then um, I got word from um, a good friend of, of ours um, he's like a networking genius but that's a tale for another time um, he's like yeah don't drink that beer like they're shitty people they're horrible and he's one of those guys where I'm just like if Josh tells me to do this I'm gonna do it yeah. so um and then my cousin tried to convince me to drink their beer again because they weren't really that bad. But what you just said kind of um, solidifies things for me. Yeah, they're they're not well liked. And neither is Brewdog, to be honest with you. I don't even I haven't even heard of them. Who are they? So Brewdog is a uh, it's two. I, I want to say they're Scottish, but maybe they're Irish. They um, the Scottish. They started brewing. I was going to say, let me be the fact checker. I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) They started brewing, um, God, it was a long time ago, and then they had a a show called Brew Dogs um, on, this was probably 10 years ago, it was on, I don't know, Food Network or something, but they they traveled around the U.S., and they went to all, all the kind of big craft breweries and brewed a beer with each one of them. And they were really, they came off really cool, but... Um, they eventually opened a brewery in Ohio and kind of immediately pissed off a lot of kind of the bigger craft breweries because they just hmm. were very friendly and um, they really tried to undercut a lot of people. Um, so it was just one of the, I don't know, you see it all over the place in the craft industry now. Like most people are really good friends and everybody wants to get along but then you every now and then you get somebody like them that just wants to sell beer and not worry about anybody else right yeah i'm looking at their wikipedia page and i'm uh, i'm out <laughs> yeah yeah you know their marketing is terrible i'm i'm shocked that they they sell as much beer as they do because it doesn't stick out on the shelf, which I think is always one of the most important things. And um, it's, you know, the liquid's okay. It's not terrible. It's not great. I love that you call it liquid. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. That's uh, that's an industry uh, go-to. So what is, like, okay. So I was going to try to bring this up earlier. I don't know what happened. Um, so... <clears throat> Obviously, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, is there a term for foodie, but beer, beery? Is there like a, what is that? Beer snob? No, no. No. Because that's no. not. Because no, because that just means you're like. Yeah. You're, you're, you can only sit in the column. You're not like a trier. You're not knowledgeable. Yeah. Because this is what I'm getting at is like, okay, like my wife and I, we, we have, we have three categories of beer. So we have, we have like our cheap beer. You know, like to me, you have to have a crap beer. Like you, you whether you're Coors or Miller, or uh, Bud Light or Michelob, something like you have to have something. Yeah. That that you're like, okay, this is this is my crap beer, and then you step up and you get to those middle grounds, and then you have like your fancy beers, like the bombers that cost like ten bucks a piece, right? Yeah. So, like, what's your go-to crap beer? Um, Miller Lite. Ew! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my friends? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do you not remember sitting on the bar, the party barge in Lake Barkoff drinking? <laughs> yeah, best things? times of my life. Thanks. Yeah, Miller Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Miller Miller Light was mine for a long time, and then I I, I recent uh, recently like eight months ago um, got a new job, and I went um, <clears throat> I went across the state of Georgia to train with. Um, they call them ace trainers to train with someone and she had a Bud Light Bud Light on tap in her house and so for like a week I I was drinking Bud Light with her my trainer and so now ever since then my crap beer has been Bud Light yeah Um, but I mean they're all crap but like I, I totally you give me a Miller Light I'm down even Michelob whatever but you know, if I'm gonna go out and say, you know what, I'm gonna get a six pack of cheap right now, I'm, I'm Bud Light. Yeah, the, the only one I can't get behind is is Coors Light for whatever reason. It, I mean, it's not that I can't drink it; it's just like Yingling was mine. I've never had anything closer to water. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Yingling. I, I kind of like Yingling. That's not I bad. Liked it. Yeah. I remember really liking that. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's. Definitely more flavorful than the other ones we're talking about. My my distributor here sells um, Narragansett. Oh, people drink that, that here a lot. Or I think. Angela, you should know because it's uh, yes, yeah. Narragansett's everywhere. It's well, it's, it's Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah, and where you? Yeah, are, yeah. Rhode Island. Okay. It's a beach. Um, and and it's cheap. I mean, it's you know honey brown. I liked that too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> honey brown. <laughs> My, my only memory about Honey, Honey Brown and a Thunderbird. Let's do it. Do you remember um, Dave Wren? I remember my the buddy name. Dave Wren. He he lived with me when I lived over in Lake Barcroft with Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember watching him wake up in the morning and crack a Honey Brown that wasn't even in the fridge. It was just sitting. <laughs> oh next my to gosh, him. that's like, so gross. That is it all has to be cold for me. Yeah. It happened. Mm-hmm. Dose Keys. I like that. I remember that. I'm going to do this now. I can't do a lot of lagers. I don't know what I can do. Like, I can drink a couple yinglings, but, like, to just sit there and a whole night of those. I don't ever have a whole night of anything. That's the difference between you and I. Yeah. It takes me two, and I'm well on my way. Thanks for making for... us feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, what it, it's weird because, like... I, I can drink more wine than I probably could beer, but, yeah... I couldn't I couldn't do a lot of yinglings, but then like if you give me like golden monkeys by victory like I, I could drink twice as many of the, those as I could loggers. Yeah. I think that's weird. Dude, that's a nine percenter, that that'll... Henry, do you yeah. remember and like I'm sure you understand this having lived um in the UK, do you remember when you and I traveled to we we did like a backpacking thing. Um in like 2001 and i remember i don't know where we were maybe you remember uh, but we were on a train yeah yeah <laughs> and i just wanted a beer and we picked like the high it was like 14 percent or something like that yeah i remember <laughs> i was house it was like a belgian trappist beer that was probably like oh. one of the most famous beers ever yeah and we were drinking it straight out of the bottle trying to they were trying to call my mom <laughs> on a payphone. 
that because like you couldn't you couldn't have we didn't have cell phones there. Yeah. I can't believe that. How did our parents let her let us go? Like they didn't even know where the hell we were. Now I put like trackers on my kids. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I re- totally remember getting on the train and you being like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> well, and we got you know we I think that was the leg to Munich, and uh, we were going to visit. Dave. Yeah. Right? Yes. And he wasn't, we, he didn't even know we were coming. We were just like, let's go surprise our friend who's <laughs> studying abroad and doesn't know we're coming. And of course we got there and he was like out of town. Yeah, we had to like <laughs> so we were figure like, it so out. Screw it, let's go to Prague instead. <laughs> Holy shit. We did go back to, we did go back and hang out with him and it was fun. <laughs> Um, that's right. We did go to Prague. That's like everything was different then. They like we we remember got, we got to the Czech Republic, and this is like the best story ever. I'll never forget because we we like had to switch trains at and, the border. And it was this was it was not it was two thousand one. So it was very shortly after nine eleven, and I mean it's oh, we're coming up on eleven or twenty one years since this trip right like i mean it was yeah. almost exactly this time of year yeah and we end up on this train i just remember it, it almost felt like we were on a public school bus you, you know, know what like, it was like it was like you walked into a time warp yeah of former soviet union like everything was very boxy and dark yeah. and dreary and all the people were very straight faced and there was a chicken on the train and <laughs> <laughs> and like babies crying but like no one was emotive at all and they all looked so unhappy yeah and so drab and i remember you looking at me like what the hell did you do like why did you think that this was a good idea and i was like everyone says that Prague's great everyone says that Prague's great and then what happened like, no, and like well and then we, we just... get to the train station we got off at the wrong stop no we did not did we yeah remember we got off one stop too early remember they took the, our passports yeah, and I was like, the, "Holy yeah. fuck!" Because you had to go through, you had to go through the border, yeah. and I was, I was like, "They took our passports. Like we're screwed now." Like I started to get nervous, and he was kind of like, "We're kind of borrowing bravery from each other, like passing it <laughs> back and forth a little bit." Um, and then I don't remember getting off on the wrong stop. Oh yeah, we we got one off one stop early. Okay. So we weren't in like downtown Prague. We were like on the outskirts, and we got off, and I just remember that train station being like really kind of desolate and sad, and it was like, like nothing, got, like like a movie, like you couldn't imagine yeah. anything. I've never seen anything like it. And we got in the cab, and this guy was super nice, like the nicest cab driver ever. And yeah. I was exhausted, like we were both exhausted, and I'm trying to do like the um, conversion in our heads <laughs> because this was like. It was before the euro. Yeah. So I'm converting like numerous currencies and we get to the hotel. (laughs) We have no idea what we're about to pay. Oh my God, we're in this like shitty town. I thought Prague was supposed to be so nice. And then all of a sudden we cross this bridge and it's the bridge. You see the the city and how beautiful it is. And And we were like, it felt like we found treasure. Like it felt like, oh, this is what they said. Yeah. <laughs> and we felt fine all of a sudden. It, it was different. It was a different air about it. But then I'm doing the conversion in my head, 
and I'm like, oh man, like the cab driver tells me how much we own. I'm like, holy shit, that was like a hundred dollar cab ride. And so I didn't <laughs> tip him much. And you could tell like he was expecting kind of a nice tip because we were American and he spoke English. And I just was like, oh, shit, we can't afford it much more than that. Like, <laughs> so anyways, we, so we, we get in the hotel and we're staying in this gorgeous hotel. And then I'm like, this is terrible, but I'm sitting on the toilet like contemplating. Tell me something I don't like, know oh, what's wait, happening. No, I forgot to carry that zero. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. Like the cheapest cab ride I've ever had in my it life. It was like three dollars. Oh, <laughs> totally screwed this guy. I bought like crystal left, right, and center. I I left a gift. I bought so many gifts for people in Prague because it was so cheap and so quality and so amazing that I ended up leaving some by accident in a hotel, and they had to ship it to me in the U.S. And that still that still only cost me sixty bucks. It was so cheap. To this day, I I got this like hand painted glass. It's like a pitcher, but it's a vase and it's to this day it is front and center on my aunt's like china cabinet because it is the most beautiful thing ever ever um Man, i don't remember that at all you know i remember they like <laughs> they like wrapped it up so nice and put a bow on it and it was so gorgeous the thing I that, what it I all the most was um you when you were paying you had written mm-hmm. CID on on the part of the credit card yeah. you were supposed to write or supposed <laughs> to sign. Right? Yeah. And they didn't speak English. And so when you signed, <laughs> they were like, wait, this doesn't look the same as what you wrote on the back. I was like, it says CID, like, for me to show you my ID. And they just oh literally wanted me to, so to, write to write CID. CID. Yeah. <laughs> <It> just made... <laughs> totally forgot about that this is the best it's so true i had to be like okay let me sign it one more time (laughs) i got it um i'm sorry to hijack your beer sorry no that's awesome we did get back to munich and we did have a lot of sausage whatever (laughs) and we did have a lot of beer i remember i mean we did we flew into london and then spent a day in London. This is really what 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 preceded Angela ending up in London. This trip. It did. That's true. Yeah. So we did a day in London, flew to Amsterdam, did a day and a half in Amsterdam, then Munich for half a second, and then Prague, and then back to Munich, <laughs> and then Venice, and then Florence, and then Geneva, and then back to London for a day. And I, I don't yeah. think we spent more than a day. And we just kept two going. days in each spot. And, like, I still travel like that to this day. Like, these kids, I'm like, keep it moving, kids. Keep it going. <laughs> like, that's all I know. <laughs> um, yeah. That's funny. That's, like, we had the Euro Pass, and we had, like, a small-ish bag. Mine was probably bigger. No, there was no small bag. I just remember walking through Florence when we got there. I just remember being so mad because we were, like, <laughs> tugging these giant bags down this, like... <laughs> it was the gifts! Brick road, you know, so there, it wasn't, like, smooth, you know. The, the wheels are, like, falling off these two giant suitcases. I did a good job. Don't talk to me. I like mean, that. it wasn't like I did better. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 
you're like the well, it's fun too because like when you're backpacking in Europe you end up going to different cities and the people that you've met in transit are also there because there is constant circulation and everyone else was wearing a backpack <laughs> and we were like here's our suitcases <laughs> it's giant suitcase <laughs> <laughs> Sam how did you end up in London um, I was there um <clears throat> I worked for a stock market simulation company and the owner wanted to branch out into Europe and we were, there was a small company and he literally had a meeting said hey I want to branch out into into Europe uh, does anyone want to go over there and you're like hands straight up yeah I mean I was shit uh, 20 how old was I 21 22 21 mm-hmm. I don't know um, you know, no wife, no kids. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll go. Yeah. And I had my choice of uh, France or uh, England. And I chose England because the uh, language barrier yeah. would, would be a lot less. And, uh, you yeah, know, Or lack thereof. Yeah. Well, I mean. What so, year yeah. was that that you went? Uh, 2005. So you came to my graduation. 2004, sorry. You came to my graduation, Henry. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to Greece, I think, that summer. With Met. me or without me? That was. You, we also went to Greece together. <laughs> but that wasn't that trip nor that time. Um, you came to my graduation. You left. I went to Greece to visit Karina, as you know her. Yeah. She's been on an episode. Um earlier this summer and then um when i got back from greece sam was there okay nice but sam are you from athens originally or that area uh yeah i mean essentially okay i'm 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 what i call uh but he's blue he's blue (laughs) athens is very blue um, if you look well, at well, any city is you know once you start to cross over into like higher population, the education's there, the right. inclusions there. The... Well, I mean, you're talking to somebody who has plenty of family in Athens or in uh, Atlanta still that are yeah blue. Um, usually, actually, oddly enough, usually um, during a presidential election, not last time. Um, that was an anomaly, which I hope it's an anomaly that will keep going. Um, but usually there's two blue spots in the whole state of Georgia, and that's Atlanta and Athens. Yeah. So um, I'm a first-generation Southerner. My dad is from Ohio. My mom is from Maryland. I was born in Tennessee, um, although uh, we lived there. I think we moved down to Atlanta when I was like six months old, so I have no emotional or mental ties to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we were in Atlanta. I, I would say my hometown is Stone Mountain. It's a suburb outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then we went from... That was the majority of my youth was in Stone Mountain, and then we moved to uh, Snellville, Grayson, Lawrenceville. Um, I had a little stint in Alpharetta when I moved in with my wife for the first time. My then girlfriend, and then we moved to uh, Statham, and we've been there ever since. So, nice. okay. 
yes and no to your question if that if that makes sense no i got it where, where in maryland's your mom from uh dundalk oh dundalk nice so <laughs> what's that i don't even know what dundalk's that is like a suburb well a suburb of baltimore yeah but it's like it's it's kind of like the manassas of baltimore Ah, oh, cool. I don't know what that means. It may it maybe <laughs> have changed from then. It may be different. No, like, I've, I've been there recently. It's it's. No, I mean like from when his mom lived. There. Oh yeah. Oh I'm sure. Oh yeah, that I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. uh, my mom went. Well, she graduated high school in Atlanta, so um, that part of the family has been in Atlanta for shit. What is that? 50 years okay just pouring so. my second glass of wine second <laughs> just one second. second i played golf today so i'm on like my fourth year so you're good amazing yeah. also avid golf player always have have been yeah i've played golf golfing once. yet no you know what i i try <laughs> he just he does not like i am not a forceful teacher i like try to show him how to do things in mm-hmm. a very nice way, and he just doesn't want to hear it from me. Yeah. Um, he will take it from a coach or a, or a teacher or anybody but me. But the instant I've even putt putt, I've taken him putt putt, and I've tried to like show him how this to. This is play. like totally hurting your pride, isn't it? You're like, this is one thing. <laughs> well, because the way I started playing golf is, I mean, it, it helped that my dad was learning at the same time as me. So I, Pinecrest in Annandale, Virginia. Oh, yeah. My, my dad started playing when I was six. And mm-hmm. so I started playing, too. I was like, oh, I'll pick it up and, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, now I'm, like, I, I play once a week, probably. Um, nice. That's great for your mental health. I don't know how you fit that in, but that's awesome. Well, I use it as a work excuse because I try to take people I sell beer to out. There you go. Yep. So that's that's how I do. I got it. into the wrong thing. You really did. I, I get to drink I, all day and I get to play. Box. <laughs> I got into the wrong thing. Jesus. Well, my son loves, so you can take him. Yeah, he will any, learn from you anytime. If he's willing to take tips, I'm, I'm willing. He to will take tips, and I'll take him out playing. And you can like be kind of harsh with him. He'll he'll receive it. He can drive he's, the cart. He will love that also. <laughs> Honestly, it's like his lifelong pursuit. All he wants to have in his life is, is a golf cart. Like everything is, is for that purpose. Like that's where we're headed. Like it's all he wants. He, I think you have to, I mean, I, I well, first of all, teaching your own kids is like a secret sauce or disaster. Like you, you can't ever get ahead of it because there's too comfortable with you. So they, they just, yeah, why do they? Why, I don't get it. Why does Henry hate? People like, say take it as a compliment. I think that's a little bullshit, but they do because they wouldn't act like that if they weren't comfortable. But I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. There's other people that are like, Sam, do you crack the whip? Say what? Do you have kids? I have two. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mine. Mine are. Um, I don't know how old yours is. Mine. I have a 15 year old and I have an 11 year old. Oh, okay. So. I, have a, I have a five-year-old. Okay. Yeah. We started early, so g- generally we're like the old parents, you know. You must be young parents for a 15-year-old, though. Um. This is the South, though. People have kids earlier. How old are you? I'm 39. Oh, fuck 
<laughs> You're like one year difference. <laughs> I know, but he's gonna I'm, the, I'm the one that gets to say fuck you. I'm the old one. He's going to be done in seven years. I know. No, because he has Declan still. He's got a little while. Yeah. Well, if he just had Anna, then yeah. He, you'd have your whole life in front of you. My first boyfriend, Ryan, he lives in Connecticut. He's up here. He and his wife had their first kid when he was, I think, 23 and she was 21. Something like that. They're done. Like, yeah. they're, he's 40, if I'm 42, he's probably 44. And so she is, she's young, no, wait, she's younger than me. I'm 40, I'm going to be 42 in December. Although I don't celebrate my birth, my, my birthday anymore. Okay, 42. July so she's 40. So he's 43 or 44. And they're all set. Like, their son's a senior this year. They're done. They have their whole life in front of them. They're, they're getting ready for that oopsie baby. <laughs> she said, I went out to dinner with her a couple years ago while her daughter, I think, was a junior at the time in high school. And she was like, we could have another baby. <laughs> and Ryan looked at her like, what are you talking about? We are tasting freedom right now. We get a doctor appointment the next day for a vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, but then with that said, like, I had to build, like, a kid's um, catch net, and, like, I looked at the directions, and I have all these, like, backlog of Christmas bullshit I have to put together, and I was like, I can't do this one, and he's like, he's in construction, and he's like, I'm just gonna come over and do it for you, and I was like, great, I'll build you a fire in my backyard, because I have a fire pit, so I built a fire, and we all had, a- she's also a wine distributor, she works in wine sales, and so um, she came over with, like, a bunch of free wine that I'm still drinking to this day. It's been like a year. But um, he put the net together and he was like, no, this is fine. We sit at home a lot. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what that's like. (laughs) If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about us. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play to let others know what other people are missing out on. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Get a Drink Sometime. Thanks for spending time with us. Come back and check us out again. We'll see you around. <laughs>